Welcome to the Talk Sip. I'm your host, Elisa Bowens Mercado. Welcome to this first Thursday in D. No, it's not even last Thursday in November. Oh my gosh, I'm rushing into December. I'm very excited. The holidays are upon us. Um, if you're joining us, yes, the Thanksgiving holiday uh, was amazing. Now we're rolling into the festivities of December and Christmas and Kwanzaa. And I'm talking like just amazing um, joys in the beauty of this holiday season. So, folks, thank you for joining us once again here on the Talk Sip. As always, I traded my dance shoes uh, to spend time with you, the listeners, and we get to talk arts, culture, music, uh, but today I'm ecstatic because I went out on a little journey uh, this morning to the Knights of Columbus, and um, I have here with me Peter Sonsky from the Knights of Columbus, who is the Outreach Education uh, Director Communicator there, and I just probably saw one of the most uh, amazing things that I've seen in a long time, and I'm glad that um, he invited me and I went over. So this whole first segment we're going to be talking about peace on earth, crushes of the world, and we're going to be focus- focusing around nativity. So, Peter, welcome to the show. Alisa, thank you. So happy to have you here. Um, so it was it's amazing because this time of year, folks are hustle, bustle, presents, gifts. I mean, we all partake in it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm. Um, be the first one to say I, I love going out shopping and it gets me into this the spirit. But um, today I was at you know the Knights of Columbus, uh, amazing building. I've I've been connected with the Knights of Columbus for years now. But what you're doing there um, this year is a little different. So can you please tell our listeners your number one your role at the Knights of Columbus and then um, just how you know it's spectacular this year and and what folks can expect. Aren't you kind? So I work at the Knights of Columbus, but specifically at their museum, which is at one state street. Mm-hmm. The Knights have had that museum there for 16 years. And yes, it is different, but it isn't completely different. We've had mm. a Christmas exhibition of creches or nativity scenes for 13 years. This year, however, it's a little different, Elisa, because each year we've focused on a particular mm-hmm. nation or a particular region of the world. This year we've taken those and ex- uh, shared the whole world. Yeah. We've got crashes from all five continents. It's amazing. I mean, I was taking notes after, you know, you were so gracious enough to give me, you know, that initial tour of, you know, the crashes that were upstairs. But I mean, folks, we've got representation and when he says all around the you know the globe i mean we're talking portugal we're talking africa uh mexico jamaica guatemala italy hungary france belgium germany thailand the philippines japan cameroon zimbabwe puerto rico i you mean took good notes yeah i took a <laughs> lot of notes <laughs> because i was just i was thrilled to see that and we were talking about this a little earlier. It's one story. It's just one story. It's a common story about, you know, this little boy in a manger, you know, Mary and Joseph, but the way it's depicted here um, at your museum, is just incredible. So it's global. It is. It really is important for people to realize that this is a story that is appreciated and celebrated the world over. 
Mm. And we here in America, in the U.S. in particular, um, the heritage of Christianity is predominantly through Europe. Right. And so we see things uh, in a traditional Christian mm-hmm. sense that were shared through that culture. Right. And, and what was we depicted. see Christ often is depicted as Anglo or Caucasian because that's the way he was represented in art yes. through Europe. Absolutely. But as we've said, Christianity is known the world over, mm-hmm. and there are artists and cultures that have depicted this so much differently. It's the same story, like you say. Everyone knows that biblical tale That's of right. Mary and Joseph mm-hmm. and his birth in Bethlehem, and the angels are there, and the shepherds are there, and the three kings come. But it's so interesting yes. to see the depiction of the kings and the shepherds and the angels from different cultures and different art forms. Exactly. And I was going to say, folks, if you are listening, if you want to see some baby Jesuses that are of color, that have some color to them, I'm talking from light, light to dark, dark. It's just fascinating. How about those sculptures from Zimbabwe? Amazing. Amazing. And someone might look at that and, and not even parallel the two to think that that was Mary, Joseph and baby Jesus. Because the depict the coloring of the 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 three of them together um, comes from an artist out of was it Zimbabwe, yes. and but it's a it's beautiful because you can walk around and you can tell your own history, you can tell the story through your own eyes, um, but it's just beautiful to see that little baby go from all these different wonderful colors, all shades were depicted. And your crushes and and at the museum. We can say it's really a universal exhibit. It yes. really is. It's gonna to touch people and it's gonna make them think. It's gonna it's gonna challenge their their notions, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's gonna make them smile and say, you know, all over the world people are celebrating this event. All over the world people are recognizing that there is a call to peace. What yes. did you say the name of the exhibit? Peace, peace on, on Earth. Earth. And we need that call right now, don't yes, we, Elisa? We do. And we we need it more than any time I think in American, you know, history would be now. And so that's why I'm just excited to see that it number one's called peace on earth, but it just shows, I mean, of melting pot of depictions. Good way to describe it. Absolutely. Through, through art. So folks, I, I'm going to tell you, it opened November 18th. And Peter, we were talking this afternoon, you, you know, we, we get into the holidays. Um, and so sometimes folks, you know, around this time, you know, it gets a little crazy, but you are holding this until February 19th. Right. It'll 2000, go on. Till so President's people Day. People can really enjoy it. But what's important to say is the museum is open seven days a week. Yes. 10 in the morning until five in the afternoon. Seven days a week, so so they can come and they can see it. We have free admission. We have free parking right underneath the building. Very Uh, convenient. So it's it's easy. It's uh, it's near where the uh, Coliseum used to be. The the lot that is that was formerly the Coliseum. If you're on your way to Union Station or uh, down toward IKEA and the Long Wharf areas, it's you're going right past us down State Street. Um, but to your point, yes, it is a busy time of year, but. It's also a time of year when people have a lot of guests. They have yes. family and friends visiting, so it's a wonderful opportunity to bring them to see it. Bring those they folks in. If they're downtown shopping, and I encourage them to come down. There's so many wonderful places to enjoy the, the shopping and get into the spirit of the season 
in New Haven. Please do come down. But um, we do continue it. And for the simple fact that people really enjoy being able to come back and in a more leisurely pace, yes. Elisa, enjoy Absolutely. It. You're right. We have a lot that we're, mm-hmm. we're preparing for now. And our schedules get so full. Exactly. And so you're trying, and because today I even said, I don't want to rush this. Like I will, I will be going back so that I can take, you know, an allotted amount of time just to leisurely go through. I mean, I, you know, saw most of the, the exhibit, but there still is, you know, you connect. I was connecting with the artist. When you come back, please bring your mom, bring your family, yes. bring your neighbors, bring others because they really will enjoy and you will enjoy visiting Seeing, with them yes. and exchanging these thoughts and these these feelings uh, because they do evoke them. Yeah, it, absolutely. I was just like I said to someone I got goosebumps, but I think a better word would be, would be I think my spiritual connection was complete. I was in my spiritual zone walking through there. It was just, it's amazing. And you know, I got so excited. I was writing down what, cause you know, they're depicted. It's a story. Then you have it from all over the country, but then you have these artists who are amazing. Some are unknown, but um, you've got like, you know, Alfredo Rodriguez from Puerto Rico, the crushes. And so some of the artists are, 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 um, they're named, but then you have some of these are straw. They're yes, made out of it? straw. So what's so important is that we we probably have an experience of seeing a nativity scene, whether it's in uh, a church setting or perhaps even in miniature in our own homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these are are really what you would call fine art. They're really yes. exquisite pieces. Mm. Uh, whether it's of ceramic or other right. materials, and there's like aluminum, really, yeah, very well done. But then there are there are images that are just as important, right. just as evocative, that are what I would call folk art, made yeah. of woven straw yes. or made of bread dough or right. made of carved wood. Or uh, how about the one that you and I enjoyed that was carved from a gourd? Yes, and you know, and that and was one of my the, favorites. Had the banana, right? That was from Kenya. I actually made a special note of that. Um, my favorite was the uh, from Kenya. It was an unknown artist, but it was made of gourd um, polish, uh, strong rubber shell wire, and banana bark. I mean, it was Isn't it's, it amazing. So yeah, you can see fascinating. The, the cultural experience here. What do they have? What raw materials do they have to make these representations from? So you're seeing very authentic presentations. Very authentic. Different, different parts of the world. That that stone that we mentioned that was from Zimbabwe, very unique. Mm. And the style of yes. art. So, was just um, amazing. It really is something where folks can really get go there and just... Just take, it's a family, I mean, affair. I would really just go, and I, and, and you know, it's funny, I got off the elevator today and I was, you know, introduced elevators open and there's, you know, Christmas caroling, there's, there's holiday music playing Wasn't and there's kids. Yes, it was amazing. They That's were singing another part along. of the story. That's another part of the story because along with the uh, Peace on Earth uh, demonstration, you've got schools that are there every single day. So can you tell us about the Christmas trees that have come in and, and kids are making ornaments. That's 
it's exciting. We call it the Christmas tree festival. Mm. And we have two dozen Christmas trees, Elisa. And the idea is to invite school children. Now they're typically elementary school, right. uh, say first to fifth grade in age. Okay. And they make ornaments in their classrooms and they'll take a day trip, a field trip to the museum. And all this week, this week following Thanksgiving, Monday through right. Friday, we have different schools and they've come from all over the state of Connecticut. They'll so come just, in. Not just New Haven. No. You've, they're I mean, from all To be sure, we had, uh, we had today uh, a school from Naugatuck. We had mm. uh, a school, for, which is not too far away, but we had a school from Cheshire. Yesterday, we had two schools from Danbury. We've had a school from Enfield. We've had a wow. school from uh, Eastern Connecticut in Taftville and in Groton. So uh, they travel some a long distance Together. And they'll decorate this tree, and we have some fun. We have the Christmas music, as you say, that oh, gives yeah. it a very festive, festive atmosphere. Yes, we've got uh, crafts for them to do. We have some some little snacks for them to enjoy. They see the exhibit, and they get a guided tour of the exhibit. So these children really get the exposure Spit, to that right. cultural information. Oh yeah, so it's a lot. It's wonderful, and you can see the joy uh, that they have doing what they're doing, and now their art is on display too. Right. Their handiwork is on, is display, on display along with, with all, all these, these artists, other artists from, from around, around the, the world. Con- from out, around the world. Yes. I think I might even make an ornament. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I'll tell you what, honestly, the people who come to visit have mm. as much joy and satisfaction in looking at those trees as yes. they do in looking at the crash art because it's so imaginative. Yes. It's so unique. And it comes right from the kids' hearts. That's right. And I just walked in. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a little overwhelming in an amazingly wonderful way because you come in, you're, like you said, you're in the spirit. You've got kids singing. You've got Christmas trees. And you've got, you know, art uh, and depictions that are amazing. Folks, the phone lines are open. So this is a call-in show, 203-872-7356. So, uh, Peter is going to be taking some of your your questions. I'll be taking some of uh, your questions. Um, so if you have any questions about, you know, this exhibit from now until uh, President's Day, you know, give us a buzz, 203-872-7356. And then we have our new number, 203-684-8907. And also, we are on Facebook Live. So make sure that you, uh, if you can't call in, you can ask questions and we'd be happy uh, to answer them. So now you've got the Christmas trees, you've got the crushes. Now, when I first walked in, I knew you were going here. I did. You know, I was going there. <laughs> I knew you were going here. <laughs> I think I saved that for last. Um, because, and you have an incredible staff there, by the way, they're very knowledgeable of every, I mean, all of the exhibits and trust me, they will take their time to explain, you know, just what's there. But the, First, when you first walk in, I can you please exp- explain to our listeners and viewers what that, I mean, it's just amazing. I, it's a nativity scene, yes. but it's very distinct. Yes. It's called a Neapolitan nativity scene, a Neapolitan crash. Neapolitan means it comes from Naples. Mm-hmm. Naples is a city in the middle of uh the midpoint north to south at least in Italy right on the uh, western coast it's a port city and it's famous for this particular style of oh. nativity scene okay. so uh it it's so distinct Elisa because it has 
so many different figurines. Most nativity scenes have what we've already described. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, shepherds, angels, yes, kings. Exactly. A mule, a lamb, etc. This has all of that and then some. Right. Because And then some. And then some. Because what's unique about this is the original concept in Naples was they would take that biblical story we're all familiar with, mm-hmm. Jesus being born in Bethlehem and laid in the manger and all of these traditional characters we just mentioned around him, and they've transplanted them in time and in place to downtown Naples, Naples. in about, say, the 16th century. Right. And so you've got this bustling village of Naples with street vendors and, uh, you know, and workers and the innkeeper and all of these things. the fresh bread, the the wine jugs, there was, there was hanging meat, there was, you know, the, the cows or the pig's head, it was, it came to life. It's a, it's a fascinating Fascinating. piece of art, but beyond that, the the story is wonderful because, uh, the, the, the whole concept behind it was, yes, Jesus was born in Bethlehem at a particular date and time, Mm -hmm. but, he was born for people of all places and of all times. That's right. And so by taking that setting and transplanting it, as we just discussed, into another time and place, it's confirming this. It's saying, yes, here all. it is for all it, people, people at all time. And so embrace you've embrace all yes. So you've got, you know, the common folk that are there, you've got mm-hmm. the the people that are a little more high society that are there. Right. And then it's also fascinating because this is a port city, as we've said, so it's it's very um uh it attracted people from other other places. So you mm-hmm. it's um it's it's got people from different races that yeah. are depicted inside there. And I uh, saw I saw that. You had people, you know, women carrying um or men, you know, carrying apples, bags of apples. You saw had aim there were angels, um you know, like I said, the barrels of bread, there was there was a castle, there was that oh, the artwork is the tremendous. Art- and there's more than a hundred figurines in this thing. And you know what it's fun? Mm-hmm. It's when you get the children there and they get their nose pressed up against the glass, <laughs> it's it's really they wanna, like an I spy. Yeah, well, they want to jump in. As a big kid, I kind of want to like I wanted to jump in and and it's like it almost join the came party. Like, and join the party. I'm like they're having fun over there, <laughs> and I'm like, but then you know you've got people that the you know harking to the 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 angels and that whole scene of the announcement mm-hmm. um it was just incredible so you've got you know the three, three main separate... elements of yes, that neapolitan crash mm-hmm. obviously the the, the the nativity the birth yes. of jesus so he's there mary and joseph with him the angels the shepherds etc but then there's also a very distinct piece that is traditional in a nativity uh ne- neapolitan nativity that's the announcement to the angels that also comes from the Bible where the shepherds are out in the, in the field and the angels appear to them and right. tell them that, you know, a child is born, born this day. Mm-hmm. And so that's depicted. Um, and then also there is the inn. And you remember from the story in the Bible that Mary and Joseph had first sought shelter in the inn, right. but, oh, I'm sorry, we're all filled up. You can go sleep with the animals. And, the, right. and so the inn is depicted as a place of a little 
ill repute or decadence yes. or uh that's where all the meat was hanging. rejection <laughs> <laughs> i think exactly. i saw the wine bottles were over there and the meat was hanging and people were like yeah that that was yeah, definitely was a little the end. card playing a little vice and other yes. things going on outside the end but it and makes you think it tells a bigger story a, a major story and that just brings me back i think we all like in our house have some kind of nativity setup whether it's a i mean modern you know you've got your um ice rinks now and you've got your sleds and you've got you know your train tracks and you know people buy them in they collect pieces pieces and pieces and pieces and people are just you know collectors of nativity scenes or holiday scenes um that can grow and grow and grow i know my mom has like four and when she puts them on, we love it because it plays music and you see the ice skaters going around the rink and, you know, the, the Christmas trees. It's just it's amazing. So if you have if you have something like that in your house, because I could sit there and all day and just look at it, then, you know, you are in for a real treat at the museum because uh, this is it's larger than life. Definitely We've got larger more than, than 70 different nativity scenes or crashes so people can uh really enjoy a good afternoon there just in that neapolitan alone you could spend uh, up to an hour seeing all of the the expressions on the faces, faces. and the detail Very as you say in the bread and the fish and the meat and yeah. the animals it really is uh, a work of art yeah you don't want to go there and you don't want to rush you want to take a day or half a day, um, but take some time because there's some, I mean, things that you'll look at and you'll probably never forget. But we're going to be, you know, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to see if we have any uh, questions online um, from our viewers and our listeners. Uh, so folks, uh, sit back, relax. Don't forget, it's always five o'clock somewhere. You're listening to The Talk Sip.
And welcome back to the Talk Sip. I'm your host, Elisa Bowens Mercado. Don't forget, every Thursday, join me here as I have special guest uh, who joined me. And um, next segment, don't forget, I'm going to be looking for a guest co-host uh, to fill in uh, for some of these shows. So if you think you've got what it takes in our next segment, uh, call us 203-872-7356 or 203-864-8907. You can, we, like I said, we sit here, we talk stuff. We talk music and dance and arts and politics and culture and just all kind of fun stuff. Current events. We'll be talking about the holidays since we are rolling into December. But back here with my special guest. Thank you so much for joining me today. Peter, please let us know, let folks know when um, how long and uh, how long this precious uh, exhibit will be up for, please. Sure. So again, Peace on Earth, Precious of the World. It's at the Knights of Columbus Museum, which is at 1 State Street. 1 State Street, downtown in Haven. So easy to get to, right off the highway. Um, and the show runs from now until February 19th. Mm-hmm. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Free admission, free parking right under the building. Here, that folks um, free. Yes, free and and that's <laughs> free parking, that's for free sure. admission. Yes. Uh, so, really, there is no excuse not to come. Yes. There is a lot to see. Uh, more than seventy different depictions of the nativity, in all forms of art from all cultures around the globe. Let it inspire you. Let it move you. Uh, you know, peace on earth. We all could use that in a special way right now. We That's can right. all work for that. Maybe this is a start. That's peace on earth. And I think, I think with what you're displaying, that is a start. Cause I know with me, um, it just, it, it really touched something in me. So I'm glad, um, that you have this here, right here in New Haven. So if people want to learn more, we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. Knights of Columbus Museum, K-O-F-C Museum, uh, also on Twitter, same handle, we're on uh, the web, of course, kfcmuseum.org. And if you need to give us a call, use the old-fashioned method to learn information, <laughs> 203 Love to talk to you. Love to tell you about the wonderful show that we have going on, Peace on Earth, Crushes of Love it. the World. Thank Peter, thank you so much. And I'm wishing you an incredible holiday. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for stopping by the talk sip. Merry it was Christmas a Merry to you Christmas. And your listeners, God bless you. It's wonderful to be here. God bless. Thank you. All right, folks, taking a quick break. Harry, get those phone lines open. Who's gonna be our next guest co-host? All right. Don't touch that dial.
welcome back to the Talk Sip. I'm your host, Elisa Bowens Mercado, and I am looking. Um, we're going to be doing some fun stuff for the next couple of months. Um, I've had some incredible co-hosts that have uh, joined me on the show. I've had uh, Dallas Davis. I've had um, my friend uh, Julius Vaughn. Uh, of course, Irving Pinsky. He's not going anywhere. He will be doing politics with Pinsky um, once a month with us. But each week, you know, we have a special guest that come in and they chime in. But we are looking for guest co-hosts that are that can come in. And so, Harry, my, our station manager, uh, what? Hi, Harry. There you go. What generally would someone look for um, for a co-host? What are some of the qualifications? Well. On the talk sip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you you produce and you see the show every single yeah. week. So what what are you thinking? What I mean, be- for you, you would need to have somebody um, up on all the current events, you know, and, and knowledgeable enough to defend themselves on each, you I'm know, sh- <laughs> subject that we talk about because we talk about so many different things. Yes, we do. We, I mean, we'll go from politics to relationships. Yep. Or... You know, we can go from, you know, the a nativity scene to, you know, bike riding, you yeah. know, so people have to be knowledgeable of what's going on, you know, around them. You don't have to be knowledgeable about salsa, right? <laughs> no, no. That's why I tell my listeners uh, that, you know, each week I trade in my dance shoes because I'm wearing a different, like, I'm not even gonna say hat, I'm wearing a different pair of shoes when I sit here on Thursdays because it literally is um, talk radio. And, you know, I was approached um, by uh, David Sepulveda and uh, Alan, who was just on um, Tom's show. And, you know, they said, you know, we know you're salsa. You're uh, Lisa's from the house of salsa. We get that. But, you know, uh, WNHH, uh, 103.5 FM, they're looking for some, you know, some host, you know, to do radio. And then Paul Bass um, and at that time, Lucy, I mean, just so amazing to, you know, give us folks who, you know, lived in the city an opportunity to do this. So I kind of was thrown into radio and it's funny because it's like I it seems like I've been doing this as long as I've been doing, you know, the salsa. So Oh yeah, and and you know, you're you're grounded into the community, right? So you, that that's the that's one of the I key love things. the elm. Yeah. Oh, right. Also, so to be able to not only speak about national issues, but yeah. to actually be able to actually put your finger on New Haven. You yes. Know? The pulse of New Haven, what's going on, what people are doing. Um, because when you're out and about, I'm always out and about. So I'm, I'm experiencing and I'm seeing, you know, um, different views, um, avenues. I, I could be at Yale, you know, last night I was, um, teaching it actually I was teaching in Waterbury last night, but the night before I was teaching at Yale university. So, you know, when you're, when you seg, when your life segues into, um, these different areas, then there's more that you can talk about. So different areas, different ethnicities, yes, different everything. Yeah, so we look for, we, I mean, we look for folks. We don't look for a color. 
here. We just, right. we look for people, you know, we're, I'm looking for a guest co-host, someone that can sit down, you know, across from me and we can cross from you in front of you and talk about what's going on, or you know, look, in America. Look at me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even care about your political point of view. No, right. No, <laughs> I mean, you know how I, you know how I feel and we know we have, we can agree to disagree. So yeah. we are looking for folks on the show that, you know. It says don't be afraid of your political view. Either. No. Yeah. That's secondary because, you know, on the talk sip, that's why they call it the talk sip. Um, we serve you up a tasty mix of talk radio. It's different. And so if someone's sitting across from me, you know, it has a political view that I might necessarily might not agree with, that's fine. Come on, be a co-host and voice your opinion. Everyone has an opinion and your opinion might get out to the masses of my listeners and you might say be saying something that can, you know, evoke some kind of thought. Yeah, you can even be bombastic like Irving Pinsky. <laughs> Shout out to Irving Pinsky. <laughs> Irving, if you are listening, because Irving, you know, does some co-hosting here every once in a while, um, politics with Pinsky. Um, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure his list of what people need to, to be as a co-host are very limited, you know, because he'll just say lock them up. So we'll <laughs> which, don't be afraid of Irving. Um, but yeah, we just, we're you know, it's fun. We have, you know, like I said, relationship uh, advice, you know, Tanisha Dawson uh, will be back in January. So she's going to get her schedule, uh, you know, out there so that she can come back and give our listeners some life coaching um, elements and advice. Um, so I just, I'm just excited. So if you think you have what it takes, you can call us now at 203-872-7356. We are going, um, we can, you know, and sometimes you, some people say, do I need to have a radio voice? No, you don't even know what a radio voice <laughs> exactly. is until you are in front of these mics and, you know, so. Yeah, you, you won't even know people look people like my radio voice. I hate my radio voice. So, yeah, I sometimes I don't want to, you know, listen like, to. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, I have that dance instructor voice that drives me crazy. So I. You know, some people like the voice and I just, I go, okay, that's, you know, that's great. As long as we were covering stories and events that were, um, people could identify. Uh, Actually, with. real voices are the best thing, right? You don't want people coming yeah. on and faking anything. No, don't fake. No, we don't do anything fake here. We, everything is real. You sit across there. These are real tables. These are real microphones. You're, we're real people and real monitors and, uh, real talk. Yeah. And. The best part of the best part of WNHH is that we have such an eclectic group of people. So you don't right. worry about your opinion, where you know where your your life experience, exactly. you know, lies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, no, everybody's welcome. Everyone is welcome, and everyone has, you know, some, there's cooking shows, there's movie, you know, there's movie shows. We've got my girl Babs, who's you know on. And she's got great topics. Yeah. You know, she's got a show. I don't know where her poster is. There was a poster. Oh, well, but it's Criminal Justice Insider. That's yes. Tune in tomorrow at nine o'clock. We got a new show of Criminal Justice Insider with it. Babs Rose Rose. Ivy and Jeff Grant. And that's at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Correct. Yep. Make sure you tune in uh, to listen to that. I know I'll be uh, tuning in. Um, so, folks, like I said, the phone lines are open. I actually... People have inboxed me um, 
saying, you know, they would love to co-host. Um, so, you know, some people might not call, but um, I've gotten the interest um, on social media. So that's um, that's going to be fun. So now we do have uh, something that just happened here in Connecticut, but that broke nationally was the at UConn um, that we had someone that was uh, making a speech and uh, someone was assaulted. Um, and then the NAACP Scott X Esdale, which, by the way, we've got to get him on the show um, because we've got the UH, you know, the the University of Hartford incident. Now we've got this UConn um, incident. So it's like, what's going on here at our college university, at our college campuses here in Connecticut, where, you know, the NWCP and not one, but two instances in the last, I'm going to say 40 days, 45 days have had to come out and address hate. Hate speech. Well, is, I'm just going to say hate. And um, I, I would be interested what, what the audience thinks about, you know, don't be afraid to text, you know, well, you know, on Facebook Live mm -hmm. or call in because I'm interested to see what people think of that um, UConn incident. Yeah, I'm very interested to see. I mean, I just what we don't need anyone inciting anything. People have their views. OK, um, just the book alone. He didn't even have to literally like just make a speech. You know, it's OK to be white. Of course uh, it is. <laughs> like it's okay to be black, it's okay to be yellow, it's okay to be what what have you. But um If you're green, run to the emergency room now. No. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you're right. That means your temperature or something might, you know, <laughs> no, something else is it's way worse if you, you're turning green. <laughs> um but I don't necessarily think that he, he had a plat you have a platform right. um, and I think he tried to backpedal once he knew that his hate speech was not going to be accepted on in the room. Um, oh, no, I think he expect they these guys expect that they they actually are looking for. Mm -hmm. For controversy on these college campuses. Yeah, right? He, right. And I I think so, he wanted to kind of make his f five, ten minutes. Well, actually, they would go away if people stopped paying attention to them. Personally, I understand, the, and, and I'm not defending them, but I understand their point of view where they're saying it's okay to be white because there is a li lot of backlash right now against white men, right? Everything is. Uh, you think? I think there is. I hear it all the time. <laughs> I mean, look at, but look at. My minorities always saying white men, white men, white men, you know. But look at, but look at what we have in the White House. What's going on in the White House. Trust me, President Trump does, no, I, I don't, you, won't even give him that satisfaction. Um, but you can't label everybody by, from one. Of, and absolutely not. At, we can't, right, we, we're not, no one's doing that. But you have to understand something. He has not hired any. African American men. He has not hired any Hispanic males. He has hired no one, the only people that look like him. So, yes, no, they're not getting a bad rap, but every time you turn on the news, people, somebody's groping somebody, somebody's molesting someone, someone's Mueller investigation, these are not African American men and these are not Hispanic men. These are not Native American men. These are not. 
I'm sorry. It's just well, that's not the point because <laughs> that kind you, of is you, the point. No, that's not the point because you don't want to do the same thing with like the FBI statistics that came out recently. It says you know minorities committed most of the violent crimes. You don't want to do that. Oh, it's not this. It's not that because that's that's where you get into profiling and stereotyping, right? And this is yeah. the thing. So he's saying, why is it okay? to stereotype white men that's that's really their message why is it okay to to come out and and say anything well, against the, white people but you can't you can't do that in these but, days but against you, but if, turn minorities on, but turn on the tv no that we we listen we've been getting kicked in the behinds right for de- for centuries and, and we've heard okay so we've gotten the backlash and we've heard you can't do for, that forever, forever. No, to suddenly turn around and be able to do it too because people have people of african-american descent or african descent or african-american um folks that w- myself and i've got a brother i've got a father who are african-american males i've had grandfathers um i've had i have uncles who are black men and you Trust me, the things that they've gone through, go, I'm going back to slavery, but then I'm going back six months ago to, you know, these young black men getting shot, you know, for no reason. So, no, it, it is a can it's a it's a problem. We know it's a problem, but you turn on the TV now and you've got everybody that's representing so-called America. um, White males who are just, you know, they're not going to, no one's giving folks like that a pass. We've not, we don't get passes. Right. Nobody gets, nobody gets passes. And attaching color or race or anything is, it's not the thing to do right now, right? To any minority. You can't say black this, Hispanic that. Oh, you're racist. Immediately you're seen as a racist. But but anybody can say anything against white people, and that's what that's their message. I'm yeah, not saying well, if, I'm not saying oh poor white people poor this, but the fact is is that they do have a point because we've been preaching or you know our, those who follow Martin Luther King's judge nobody by the color of their skin but by the character, right? Right. So that's what we've been preaching all this time, and now yeah. it's okay to say white people this, white people that, white people. I don't think people are even saying that. I no, just think I just you. Oh, you do well. Then if you hear that all the time, then join have p- folks join us on the show because if you hear it all the time, then obviously there is some. There's some, I see the truth in it. Um, come but on, you see, you, there you go. You say you see the truth in it. No, of course I, I turn on the, the TV. All and white people the truth. aren't evil. It's just no, that simple, right? No, so, absolutely not. So when you say white men. You know this. See, or, I don't. I don't. You care. even have professors coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, on my show, um, I read an article where a professor, not a professor, a nurse, recently said that every white baby deserves to be killed because oh, because they're that's horrible, right? And these that's are the things horrible. that are out there. No, come on, those are people that I think you have are a professor? extreme extremist well, on, e- on, on, on you, either. On you both even sides. have you know high people you know in high places professionals who feel the same way that that white people are basically the poison you know they they killed indians they killed this well they, they did keep, well, but they you they keep did. going back there no the, you have the peop- to well but the people today 
No, what you, did they listen, do? you have to understand something. In order for anyone in this country to move forward, you have to identify you have what to happened. Learn. You have to thank you. You have to From educate the yourself. There's some folks not relive the past in yourself no, but you have with to the hate. But do you know that there's a lot of folks that voted for Trump who think that black folks are just lazy and they don't have jobs and they don't want jobs? And they think that they think that more African Americans are on welfare, which is the biggest lie ever. There are more white Americans on welfare in this country. Yeah, be, of no, course, there's the population. But, but, but no, they're, they're the biggest population. But let in me the tell country. you, but not, so. if you tell a white Trump supporter over in Indiana, they will tell you that black people are the majority of them will tell you that black folks are lazy. They're all on welfare. That this is what their statement will be. They are all on welfare. They don't want to work. They sit home and watch Maury Povich, and they're just lazy. <laughs> and they're well, murderers and they're rapists. Well, I, you know, you see, those are ignorant people, right? Thank you, but so, so we don't, we so, shouldn't so, jump into that pool no, but, of ignorance and do the same. But thing you to just them. Ex- you just proved my point. Those ignorant people are the same ignorant people. The majority of them voted for Donald Trump. You have a society. No, it's the it's the truth. You have a society. People that involve ignorant people. People that involve for Trump because because they think black people are on welfare. That's not well, why. No, they didn't want a black man in the office. They he was to already get the, in the no, office well, he for was eight gonna, years. He needed to get out, but they they would rather take those, someone. Those same white people voted for Obama. Okay, so yeah, well, I, it, so you can't do that. You can't say, well, this time they voted on race. The last time they didn't vote on race. See that. This time That's they the voted problem. on let's get this black guy out. Let's never have a black guy back in in office, and let's get this. Person Obama left office with the highest um, approval rate. S- approval rate, sixty percent. Absolutely. And, and a lot of those people polled were white people. Uh, right. You know, Obama the, doesn't win the White House without white people. Yeah. Well, about, let me tell you something. He was a heck of a president. Look at look at where the ratings are for this president. They are in the dumps. Yeah. They're in the gutter. They yeah. are, and that's because folks who are ignorant and the voted po- for and him. And the polls said that he There's wouldn't a, win either. So yeah, well, he didn't actually you could win. Choose, you could choose, you know, what polls to believe. He, he the actually, same polls that say yeah. he's in the gutter. He actually, are the polls that no, say they, he wouldn't win. So well, you know what? He didn't win the popular vote. So in my in my eyes, the country didn't want him. <laughs> well, the popular the vote. The con- country did not. They were not the ready for him, and they didn't want him. Lies in New York City and in California, right? So yeah. between both of those states he um hillary beat him by over four million votes yes so that's the popular vote right there so if yes. you're gonna say that new york and california are gonna govern the united states of america then oof, no i'm, just, be I'm just saying that the, this country but that's the popular vote there. Who, be, if you eliminate in... california and new york mm-hmm. as being the pot you know the the population well, it was an overall Havens, population. Right? So, it was overall population. But don't know the over. If you eliminate those two, Trump wins the popular vote, and and well, it's you because can't eliminate New well, York that, and well, California. But that's the point. You can't. <laughs> that, but that's the point. You can't say he won the popular votes. I mean, she won the popular votes, so she deserves to be president. No, when the no, I know how electoral when those, works. When no, those listen, two states have the most people, yeah, you can't listen, go. By I that. get how the electoral- you can't say New York governs Iowa. New York governs. You I'm know, just saying, South Carolina. I'm, I'm just saying that in a perfect world, okay, no, in this world of what happened, this country, the majority of us did not want that person who is cohabitating 
in the White House right now in office. They didn't want him anywhere near it. But we have to respect the Electoral College. We have to ex- we have to respect that that's, you know, that that's just the way the cookie has crumbled. But um I always say just, you know, God help us all because um, you know, and somebody needs to take the Twitter, even if Twitter shut down just so that he never twittered and tweeted again. Somebody somebody needs to put like a, an electric shock. Yeah, like, like you know when a dog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah! like if a dog you know, dog is getting too close to like, you know, the, the street or like his fence. Yeah, we need to shock him. He um I, he's losing it day by day. So I'm just like I said, we we'll just see forty we'll seconds. Just, we'll just see where that goes. Well, you know what? In the scheme of things, it was incredible to to really actually go to the Knights of Columbus today and uh, see this amazing um, crushes of the world crushes, which, by the way, means crib. Um, it's just a history lesson. It's beautiful. Go and see. I really, really, really uh, suggest that you do that. I want to thank Peter Sansky um, from the KOC for joining me. Uh, today and Harry, thank you so much for chiming in. Um, we are gonna, like I said, we're gonna get some co-hosts in here that, uh, like I said, we don't care color, political preference, whatever. You just come in, you just talk with us. We have a great time here next week. Um, you know the bikes that ride around New Haven, the bike party, and you look at them and you go, "My gosh, I wish I can be on one of those bikes that are always downtown." Well. Uh, Looking forward to having the uh, founder uh, here with me next week. So that's going to be a great show. He'll be here for the entire hour. We've got a lot to talk about. Folks, that is my time. Don't forget to stay positive, stay focused, and remember to always keep your glass full. Until next time.